The New Orleans Saints are expected to lose yet another key starter for an extended period of time. We'll highlight their journey from and back to the city of New Orleans and take a look at all the numbers that you need to know about the Saints win over the New England Patriots. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Thank you so much again for making us your first listen of the day. I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. Canal Street Chronicles Locked On NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday free on on all platforms with Locked On Saints. The New Orleans Saints have already dealt with so many injuries this season. Nine starters were out just a week ago from what was planned to be the starting lineup of both the offensive, defensive, and actually also a special team side to kick off the season. Now the Saints add another name to the list with starting left tackle, star left tackle, Teron Armstead expected to miss three to six weeks with the elbow injury that he sustained against the New England Patriots. And of course, this is a big deal for the New Orleans Saints. That is the blind side there for Jameis Winston. And Teron Armstead, despite the fact that he has had some injuries over the course of his career, has always been the most reliable offensive lineman on the field for you in a New Orleans Saints uniform since he was drafted. So To see him have to miss a couple of games here, again, the estimation is between three to six, so injured reserve is certainly a possibility for him, as injured reserve only requires you to miss three weeks. It seems that that will be the situation or could be the situation for Teron Armstead. So the Saints will have to make do without him, and that's not easy, particularly in the run game where he has been your best run-blocking offensive lineman. According to ESPN's run-block win rate metric, Uh, Teron Armstead is the seventh ranked tackle in the NFL. There is no other New Orleans Saint on the tackle guard or center list when it comes to that metric. In fact, the New Orleans Saints offensive line unit as a whole ranks near the bottom of the NFL in the bottom 10 at 22nd with only a 68% win rate, which is just above the 63 that constitutes the 32nd bottom of the league win rate. Now, that is before the game against the uh, New England Patriots. But again, you saw some leaky issues for the offensive line, even in that game as the Saints were on their way to paving their way to over 140 rushing yards. So I guess you'll give and take. The good news for the Saints, though, is that in place of Teron Armstead, you're not going to put another Teron Armstead there, but you get a reliable and solid player in James Hurst a veteran that has played all along the offensive line and stepped in valiantly in place of Teron Armstead during the week three matchup against the New England Patriots. While you do lose the efficiency of a veteran like Teron Armstead, you do get a veteran in place of him in James Hurst, who only allowed one pressure on 23 pass blocking snaps up against New England Patriots. Unfortunately, that pressure was a sack, so it dropped his efficiency rating all the way down to 95.7. You would have liked that to have seen that be maybe a hurry at the absolute most. But even still, you've seen him have some nice plays during that game. He has been consistently working with this Saints offensive line as the sixth offensive lineman 
when they, you know, marched them out over the course of the season. He was there the entirety of the uh, of the 2020 season after he served his early season suspension. So he has experience with this offensive line and he's an experienced offensive lineman as a whole. So it's not like you're going to your rookie Landon Young immediately. Instead, Landon Young will become your sixth man swing tackle and will continue to be the immediate backup to Ryan Ramchick over on the right tackle side. But hopefully the Saints won't have to deal with anything that's going to cause them to have to replace anybody else on this offensive line before it starts to get healthy again. So the clock begins to tick. Will we see Toronto Armstead back closer to three weeks from now, closer to six weeks from now? Just another example of why this team has the ability to look vastly different after the bye week, which continues to build up in terms of players that could potentially come off of various lists, suspensions, PUP, so on and so forth at that time. Now, the Saints do have some players that are eligible to come off of injured reserve as early as right now. So while they could potentially be adding Toronto Armstead there, there are five players that are set and eligible to return. Now, remember, the eligibility is the logistics part of it, right? They've been out for three weeks of the season on injured reserve. Therefore, they are now beyond the earliest mark in which they can return, but it still comes down to their health and their recovery. Doesn't necessarily mean that those two things will line up, the recovery and the logistics. So keep in mind that this all comes down to the medical clearance, medical checks, all of that. But five players available to come back, Will Clapp, Ken Crawley, wide receiver Traquan Smith, your kicker, of course, who you sorely missed last week, and Will Lutz after Aldrick Rosas mixed two field goals early on in the game. And then you can also end up bringing back to this roster Nick Vanette, who might be able to help you open up Adam Troutman a little bit more, uh, alleviating him of his blocking responsibilities and being able to use him a bit more potentially as a pass catcher. So look for at least guys like Will Lutz, Nick Vanette, those that had not so serious injuries and had sort of a three-week return timetable to be the ones to potentially come back. Traquan Smith, another one to keep an eye out on. He has dealt with injuries all throughout the offseason, and certainly the Saints would love to have him back, although they have now you know, elevated uh, Kenny Stills to the game day roster last week. They'll have the opportunity to do that again this weekend up against the New York Giants if they so choose, and they can still get him back to the practice squad immediately from there with a standard elevation and then sort of sending him back there without having to send him to waivers. Then if they want to keep him around, then they can end up signing him to the active roster at any point. But some of that in terms of what happens with Kenny Stills might be dependent upon what happens with Traquan Smith moving forward. But those are the five players that could potentially come back off of injured reserve. And the unfortunate new player in Teron Armstead, the best offensive lineman, most consistent offensive lineman that this team has and has had so far this season, could potentially be headed to injured reserve, expected to miss three to six weeks. A big blow for the New Orleans Saints offense that's already struggling to find its rhythm. But some of it comes down to game plan as well. The New Orleans Saints, as we talked about in yesterday's episode and our recap, have taken on a new identity. A part of that identity has been the fact that they have been on the road for four weeks now, essentially, but finally returning home to New Orleans and the Caesar Superdome. We'll talk about their journey, their journey back, and what it means for the city of New Orleans and the New Orleans Saints up next as we continue on with this episode of Locked on Saints. And now, before we get to any of that, do want to tell you about an incredible journey that I'm on, which is with the Get Upside app. This app is incredible because now that we're all getting back to work, we're all driving, going to football games, going out for dinner, meeting friends, doing all those things, it costs money. You got to put gas in the tank. And depending upon where you live, 
that can be pretty pricey. You spend a lot of time driving around trying to find the one gas station that's five cents cheaper than the other. Now you don't have to worry about that thanks to GetUpside because with the GetUpside app, as you fill up your tank, you'll save 25 cents per gallon that comes right back to you. 25 cents per gallon cash back that goes right to you. You can get it deposited immediately to your bank account. You can have it sent to you through PayPal. You can even get Amazon gift cards as well as other brands as well. And it doesn't stop there. I'm also going to tell you how to double that. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN when you download the app for free from the Apple Store or from the Google Play Store, and you're going to get 50 cents per gallon back on your first tank. You don't want to miss that offer. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN to get that going over on the GetUpside app. Some folks are getting $200 to $300 back every month. Join the club. Get the GetUpside app. Get 25 cents per gallon back on every time you fill up your tank. And don't forget to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to boost that up to 50 cents per gallon on your first tank with the GetUpside app. And with that extra money that you're saving, you can go ahead and get in on the action a little bit with the New Orleans Saints, who are right now, according to betonline.ag, minus eight point favorites over a touchdown favorite at home up against the New York Giants in week four. And it makes a lot of sense. The Saints have had fantastic defense so far this season. and It's their official home opener in the Superdome. Going to be a ton of fun there, and BetOnline certainly believes in them. If you believe in them too or don't, and you want to go ahead and put some money down on that, BetOnline is the trusted partner, trusted gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm going to tell you how to get a 100% welcome bonus with a brand new deposit. All you need to do is use the promo code NFL100100. You'll get that 100% bonus. Put $100 down, get an extra $100. You can put it on the Saints. You can look at the MLB. You can look at the NBA and even your favorite Vegas casino games. All of it is available to you over at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode. And thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day here on Locked on Saints, available free and on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So look, the New Orleans Saints finally get the opportunity to come back home. 28 days on the road, four weeks. And now this team gets its most important player back, despite all of the injuries that they've had to sustain, all of the coaching uh, the, you know, the games missed by coaches because they were on the reserve COVID list, things like that. Now they get their most important piece back. You, the fans, the Houdat Nation. Finally, the New Orleans Saints getting to play their first game in the newly minted Caesar Superdome. The first game, actually their first home game, true home game this season. And the first home game with fans, full capacity when it comes to fans. Since January 5th of 2020, the playoff exit against the Minnesota Vikings in the 2019-2020 season, this team has been waiting for this moment. The organization has been waiting for this moment. But more importantly, the city, you, the fan, has been waiting for this moment. The Houdat Nation has been waiting for this moment, and it's finally here this weekend. I just want to talk a little bit about what the New Orleans Saints have had to do over the course of the last four weeks. They have been on the road consistently and more than any team in the NFL. Just before Hurricane Ida hit, the Saints went to basically Arlington, Jerry World, practiced there for a little while. Then they needed to find a new place to go. 
after they played their first home game, which was, of course, in Jacksonville, Florida. So they had to go from Arlington and that you know DFW area to Jacksonville back to the DFW area where they were uh, put up by TCU, which was awesome, by the way. Texas Christian University put up the Saints there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Several Louisiana players on that team. And how cool must that have been that they got to, you know, share a practice field with guys that they might be fans of and that might be their favorite team or really cool thing. So they spent several weeks there going to Charlotte in, in the loss to Carolina, then having to go back to the DFW area, then going to Cambridge for their walkthrough the morning of the game or the day before the game in Boston, Foxborough, going up against New England Patriots, and then following that win in New England. After all of this travel from New Orleans to the Texas area to Jacksonville and then back and then from Charlotte and back and, you know, Massachusetts, then they finally get the opportunity to return home to New Orleans, the Crescent City, and they were all over social media. The New Orleans Saints players were very, very excited to be back in New Orleans. Marquez Calloway, RIP to his plant that he unfortunately lost during all of this, but hey, this is this is great news for this team and these athletes who have had to go out there and perform at an extremely high level, the highest level that sports demands while sleeping in a hotel room. I don't care how good your hotel room is. I don't. I don't care how good your hotel room. It ain't your room. It ain't your bed. It's not your routine. It's not your kitchen. It's not all the things that as a an athlete, you have to sort of... Uh, mold and 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 specify around you so that you can continue to be an NFL football player over the weekend. I mean, that's tough when you and your family are living out of suitcases for weeks to have to go out there and do that. Now, this team gets to return to their homes, to their beds, and be able to actually get back into their routine. And several of them, of course, part of some very important efforts. Cam Jordan with Second Harvest Food Bank, um, uh, UNICEF with Demario Davis. I mean, you saw all of the players and all the organizations, all the pieces and different parts of the organization, as well as the staff members all getting involved to try to help as much as they could while also trying to go out there and practice every day and, 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 and do their jobs as football players. And so it's incredible to have all of that come back to the city of New Orleans to where I'm sure the players missed it. I'm sure that the, the team is very excited to be back. But like I mentioned, the, the folks that miss this the most is the city. It, it's you, the fan, the, the Houdat Nation. And now all of a sudden, you, the fan, the Houdat Nation, you end up being the oper- having the opportunity here to once again turn the tide of a game, which we haven't had as the Houdat Nation since that game, January 5th of 2020. Yes, there were games where the Saints were able to have a couple thousand fans in the building over the course of last year, the weird 2020 season. But now you're talking about full house for the first time since that playoff exit. This is the first time that the New Orleans Saints have had the most important piece of their team back, you. We're talking about a top 10, top five defense in the NFL right now that hasn't had the benefit of its crowd noise. This is going to be a huge, huge piece for the New Orleans Saints to get back home and be able to make folks have to play through the voodoo dome or whatever it is that they're calling it around the NFL these days, right? The Caesar Superdome is a dreaded place to go for opposing fans, or excuse me, opposing teams, and it's because of the fans. It's because of the fan noise. It's because the Saints just have this charge 
when they're at home. And now they've been away from home so long, coming back up against a team that's dealing with injuries at the wide receiver position, that's had, dealing with injuries on the offensive line, that's dealing with injuries at the second level and the linebackers. Like the New York Giants are not well equipped to come into New Orleans and walk away with a win. Now we can't get ahead of ourselves. The team, of course, can't look past this. There's nothing for them to look past it to because then they have the Washington football team right on the other side. But this still has to be a game that you come in and prepare for. And of course, the New Orleans Saints will do that. But this is an advantageous home opener for New Orleans to really set a tone of what it's going to be like coming to their, the Caesars Superdome for now, this new era in New Orleans Saints football and into the future. And you, the fans, get to be a humongous part of that, perhaps the most important players in the Superdome come Sunday. So if you're going, let me know, send me photos. You can hit me up on Twitter at Raj Jackson, N-O-L-A. I'm working on getting there myself. So I would love to know that you're there making noise and supporting the team and finally getting back to something that you deserve, which is being able to see your New Orleans Saints live and right there in front of you cheering and, and having an impact on the game. So what an incredible journey and unique journey this team has been on. Something, again, no precedent for this. And they're going to be returning to the Mercedes, excuse me, to the Caesar Superdome uh, 15 years, one week, and one day after the return game to the Mercedes Benz Superdome back in 2006. So it's just the, 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 the history is still fresh. There is still something so meaningful about this team coming back to the city of New Orleans and the city of New Orleans being able to cheer them on. So do enjoy it this weekend. I'm, I'm going to look forward to getting us into that game. But now I want to get back to this defense. I want to get back to this team as they are right now and the win that they had against the New England Patriots. We'll talk about the numbers next and numbers that you need to know, efficiency ratings, all of that based upon the performance, the win against the New England Patriots, which could be a tone setter moving forward here before the bye week. We've got that and much more coming up for you as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. But I also want to remind you about our friends over at rockauto.com, the best place to go for any uh, make, model, year, vehicle that you need, any part, piece, or accessory that you're looking for, easy to browse catalog that gets you whatever parts it is that you're looking for, and multiple different options for them as well, all at a fraction of the prices which you pay at the chain stores around the corner. They call themselves your friendly neighborhood auto parts stores, but they ain't friendly. They're not charging you the same thing that they're charging the wholesale guys. Those guys are getting a discount. You're not not that way at rockauto.com, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer, everyone is charged the same price. That's what happens when you deal with family businesses like rockauto.com who have been online helping customers for over 20 years. So go and check them out. Whatever it is that you're looking for, for whatever it is that you're looking for, they're going to have you covered and you can browse from the comfort of your own home. Ain't even got to get out of your pajamas. You can browse on your mobile device or on your laptop, whatever it is that you like. Just head over to rockauto.com. And when you get to checkout, make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you by writing Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get it, Houdat Nation, wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints here as a part of Locked on Podcast Network. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. So go subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see this purred little face right here. 
as we break down these numbers for the New Orleans Saints in our Analytics Tuesday. We always focus on the numbers during these uh, days. And I love doing this because there's so much to look at when it comes down to what the New Orleans Saints have done well and where they haven't fared well. And looking back at the game against the New England Patriots, things went just about as you would expect based upon certain metrics, particularly um, efficiency metrics, which give you a pretty good idea of where these teams sit on a play-by-play basis. Now, we've talked about EPA before, which is that sort of efficiency rating. ESPN has their own, which is basically the pro the, the, the football power index, the FPI. So the New Orleans Saints, as they sit right now, two and one fifth in the NFL when it comes to the FPI. So the ESPN rankings here have them sitting uh, pretty high up there in terms of the way that they're able to perform. Now, it, it actually does have them dropping one spot from last week. But when you look at the offense, I think the offense explains to you why their offensive ranking right now coming in at minus point. And that puts them around the middle of the NFL, but it's the defensive side that's holding them up. They're ranked second in the NFL when it comes to defensive FPI at the moment. Now, I don't just like looking at FPI because it's kind of subjective and based upon ESPN's personal rankings, but on a play-by-play basis, things average out a little bit more. So I like the efficiency rankings. And right now, the New Orleans Saints, in terms of overall efficiency, rank sixth in the NFL, again, sitting at two and one, and it all balances out in terms of offense and defense. So right now, the Saints offense is ranked 17th in terms of offenses, offensive efficiency, but they're ranked uh, fourth in the NFL in terms of defensive efficiency, seventh when it comes down to special teams efficiency. Now, when we use those numbers and we sort of counteract them against who it is that they faced last week, Over on the defensive side, they faced a pretty good defense in the New England Patriots, who are ranked seventh in that same efficiency rating. When it comes to their offense, however, for the New England Patriots, that's where things get at least a little bit interesting because that offense is ranked 28th in the NFL. Now, that was a drop after facing the New Orleans Saints, who took the ball away three times and caused uh, Mac Jones, forced him to throw the ball 51 times in that game. And the disparity there between what the New Orleans Saints did with Jameis Winston throwing only 21 times, it's a 30-pass deficit there. They'll definitely take that each time. And this week, when they go up against the uh, when they go up against the New York Giants, things shift a little bit. Again, in terms of overall, uh, overall efficiency rank, the New Orleans Saints are sixth in the NFL. The New York Giants find themselves all the way down this list at 24th, but where it gets most interesting is where it gets most tight. The offense for the New Orleans Saints and the New York Giants, practically the same in terms of efficiency ranking. The New Orleans Saints at 17th, the Giants at 18th, only one point separating them when it comes to those efficiency grades, 53.4 for New Orleans, 52.4 for New York. But here's where it makes a big difference. The offenses are pretty much similar at this point, right? You have two offenses that are trying to figure things out that are both dealing with injuries, all of that. Now, the difference is that you have an 18th ranked efficiency rating offense for the New York Giants going up against the fourth ranked defense for the New Orleans Saints in that same defensive efficiency rating. Meanwhile, the New Orleans Saints, who are at 17th, well, they're going up against the 28th ranked defensive efficiency team. That's good news for New Orleans in terms of a potential get-right game for their offense. Even if they continue to do it on the ground, 
there's an opportunity here going up against a leaky sort of transparent, I would even say porous New York Giants defense, at least in terms of a play-by-play basis, talking about efficiency, this could be good for the New Orleans Saints. And the majority of the efficiency comes from the star players, particularly in coverage over these past couple of games. And in particular, you look at Marshawn Lattimore here against the New England Patriots. Mac Jones tested him. He went after him nine times, which is a lot for a rookie quarterback. And Marshawn Lattimore made him pay. He allowed only four catches on those nine targets for 42 yards. Marshawn Lattimore quote tweeted that himself and said, hey, too many catches, too many yards. But a lot of that came in the fourth quarter and those times where you're just giving them space, letting them catch the ball, keeping them in the middle of the field and letting the clock run. But he also added an interception, a pass breakup, didn't allow a single touchdown, and only a 19.0 passer rating when targeted. And oh yeah, he did all of that while also totaling 10 tackles and three defensive stops. And oh yeah, did it with a cast on his hand after surgery last week. So the guy was outstanding. Malcolm Jenkins right on top of that as well. He also had a great game. He also had Demario Davis who filled the stat sheet. CJ Gardner-Johnson filled the stat sheet. And then of course, Tono Passanio who played in a ton of different places. And then you had Cam Jordan come to life in this game and give you six pressures. No, he didn't get any sacks, but you got a sack from CJ Gardner-Johnson. You got a sack from Tono Passanio who right now leads the team with two sacks in as many games played. But Cam Jordan comes to life, gives you six pressures in a single game as well. It was an outstanding performance by the Saints defense, and the efficiency is absolutely there, not only in the team performance and the team metrics, but also the individual performances and individual metrics as well. Look for them to try to keep that up going up here in a moment against the New York Giants. So tomorrow, we're going to take a look at the film. We talked about the ta- or the analytics today. Let's get into the film tomorrow. We'll talk more in depth. I want to look at where the routes that Marquez Calloway is running. Were there routes and options open for Jameis Winston downfield? Did he not pull the trigger and why? And of course, we'll take a look at the defensive performance as well. And we'll be joined by one of our friends over at WWL for WWL Wednesdays. Of course, on Thursday, we'll have Patricia Trena from Locked on Giants here for our crossover Thursday as well. As always, y'all, much love and thank you so much for making me your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go and check out Locked on Bets. Win yourself some money with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Up until all of that, and up until next time, anytime you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.